0: 0.7 percent here, a loss of 37 points or so. Apple shares are just getting hammered this morning. We're down by between 3 and 4.5% generally across these markets. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. We're red everywhere, essentially, down by 4, 5%. We're down over 16%. Dow at the same time has fallen about 18%. The stock market is now down 21%. We're Because now down 43%. What in the world is happening on Wall Street? Two-year no yields went from 190 to 166 in the blink of an eye. The Nasdaq, everything and more has been completely wiped out. It was the worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. From the financial capital of the world, the opening bell is going to ring... In uh, five seconds, and to be honest with you, we wish it wouldn't. Traders here working the phone say a lot of their customers are freaked out, waiting to see how low the Dow will go. They're focused on the Dow, not so. Focused Welcome in. On- you are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail now. Wow, what an intro! That is uh, some scary stuff. It's from two thousand and eight. Two thousand and eight. Now you will, uh, you may notice that the audio of their intro is probably a little bit uh, average because it's from two thousand and eight. So you probably could be mistaken for thinking that it was from at the moment but also my audio may not be the best and that is because I've come to work there is uh, it's a saturday there is a uh, no power in my office outstanding so I've had to wire my laptop uh, and podcasting equipment into a meeting room that does have power and go and push the door open to where I thought some sparkies were working and say hey do you reckon you're going to blow the power in this entire building or just the offices? And they've said you've probably got a half an hour window. So we're going to rip through this, and I'm going to be fucking furious if uh, I have to record this, but hopefully not. So that's the sort of uh, danger I'm playing with right here, right now. But apologies if the audio sounds a little bit off. now. We're going to be talking about recession type stuff and how the tide has turned and, and you, you're already pretty aware of that and I don't want to keep banging on about the recession uh, so I wanted to try and flip the script and make it a bit more hopeful. I've been going through and doing some quarterly reviews as I mentioned on the podcast that I recorded on Wednesday or Thursday night and th- this is with clients and so um, last quarter that we were meeting with clients we were we were saying like hey we you need to be getting ready for a recessionary type environment and that was before the data came out that we we're in the first technical quarter of negative GDP growth, which is part of the technical definition for a recession. So people have been getting ready and we've been trying to get people ready. But, you know, it's, it's everywhere at the moment. You can't really avoid it, right? But uh, I think that we have to be careful how deep we go down that rabbit hole. And the reason I play the intro is... You could feel like that at the moment, that the markets are getting hammered and all these things, but it's a reminder that, you know, these things have happened before, they go in cycles, they'll continue to happen. And what like, you know, what conditions do we want? If we think about it, you know, if we start to get to a recessionary type environment where interest rates are high, um, the odd person has to sell out and get out of their home, all those things that are bad and we think, Fuck, you know, how did we let that happen? Um you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were going, this is ridiculous, look how dear house prices are. I guess it kind of shows what humans will do with low interest rates and also access to credit. They will take money and they will buy houses and they will bid them up and they will bid them up and a lot of people will get left behind and we end up with problems. Now this way, we return to a market where perhaps interest rates are back to their sort of true cost and what people should be paying if they want to borrow money and then we have to deal with the repercussions of that and that's more realistic of a market right but it becomes unfamiliar because we've had it so good and then we start to think this is bullshit you know how am I now having to pay 6% 5% 4.5% from my interest when these people were you know they were getting it for cheaper and things and so it all becomes very confusing so there is a little bit of an argument out there of well maybe if we carried on down the path we were going anyway, it's not necessarily that great. So perhaps it's time to flip the thinking around the recession and go, hey, this is perhaps quite good for some people. It's going to bring house prices back down. It's going to encourage people to start getting smarter with their money again. The access to credit is going to dry up and people are going to pay a bit more for their interest. And it's a bit more realistic as to, hey, if you want to run a business or if you want to borrow for a house, you better be able to service this stuff. And 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 if we get back into corner, usually people will find solutions. And so we'll start to see a bit more innovation and ingenuity, and it'll wipe out the people who perhaps shouldn't be uh, in business because their, their business is not actually that profitable and all these different types of things. So, you know, it's 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 not all one-way traffic, and I think we do need to be mindful of that because a lot of the narrative that we'll be getting is, is doom and gloom, right? But if we carry on down that path ourselves, we, we run the risk of just freezing up and going, Fuck all this, this is too hard. And, you know, how did we get here? This is bullshit. Someone come and save me. Where is my life raft? Where, you know, we want to be getting on the life jacket now and going, you know what? I'm happy to sit in the water for a little bit and my uh, opportunity will come where I'll eventually drift back to the shore and I'll be off sprinting again and building out the life that you wanted. So uh, with that analogy made up on the spot, out of the way, let's get into this week's Money Mail before this guy turns the power off on me. The tide has turned. Firstly, thanks to all of you who dropped me a line last week or left a comment. It was really cool to spend some time back at school and just see how things look these days. A brief visit, but great to be there and uh, happy to help out in some small way. I don't think any of the year 11 boys fell asleep, but I did have to get a couple, I did have to give a couple little mid-speech tune-up. Plenty of the boys were interested, but plenty were unsure about it all too. This is life at that stage, and pretty representative of all ages, not just young men, if we're being honest, right? On to this week, and we are now six months into the year, and we have a very different year than this time last year. Let's just go back to Christmas time, um, and everyone's kind of living it up in summer, right, and having a big Christmas, and spending was going through the roof, and um, I think people that were in the know were sort of like, OK, these are probably the, the end of the glory days and we're about to start rolling back into some reality. But I feel like everyone really kind of sent it in the summer to in, enjoy themselves. But six months in, here are a few things that we're hearing. We're hearing that we're headed for a recession. We could already be there, if we're honest, because we've actually had two quarters of 2022 – and two negative growth quarters would actually mean that we're in a recession. So 30 June has already been. We won't get that data to perhaps September. So right now we could already be in a recession. And, yeah, I mean, we until we find that out, uh, we're not going to know, right? But you could just about have a bet that, that we are. Now, Google Trends tell us we are there are massive searches for the term recession. So it's, we're, it's deep into people's thinking. People are searching recession, and it's... It's been, it hasn't been this high since sort of 2020 when the pandemic stuff happened and people were sort of like, oh, you know, what's this recession thing all about? Well, we're back there with our thinking. Uh, business confidence is at the lowest level since 2020. That's people that fill out a survey to ask them, you know, what are they thinking about hiring staff, about weight, um, about growing their revenue, about... Uh, being able to raise wages, about their general happiness in in business, all these different types of things. Well, 62% of respondents to that survey think that conditions will deteriorate in the coming year compared to 34% in the previous survey, which I think those are done quarterly, that's an ANZ one. Pretty bad sign, 62% of respondents think conditions will deteriorate compared to 34%, pretty big increase survey to survey. Another one, the average value of New Zealand homes has declined by tw- roughly 25000 over the last few months, so average values in Auckland for a lot of the suburbs have declined by more than $100,000, that's from CoreLogic, remember that house prices were up about 45% on average in the last two years, so hey, yep, gone down 100%, but who do we know that that um, you know, doesn't help the most is the people who have recently brought homes, for those people that have just been riding the wave, hmm, maybe not that much of an issue. The Reserve Bank is set to raise the official cash rate. I'm pretty sure that happens this week. And that's designed around tackling inflation. So we'll watch this space. People are falling further behind on their buy now, pay later schemes. About 9% of people can't afford to pay their buy now, pay later. About one in five Kiwis uses buy now, pay later. Shitload of people using buy now, pay later. 10% of them are now behind and they're in arrears. Highest in three years. People are increasingly behind their consumer credit cards as well. Problem of buy now, pay later. People then get a credit card and use the credit card to pay off the buy now, pay later. Don't ask me why. Seems silly, but does happen. Uh, but people are getting a little bit behind on the credit card debt as well. ASB think inflation will be around for longer than other people predict, uh, people are talking about stagflation where we have no real growth in the economy and uh, we have inflation that, that sticks around while people are saying that that, that could be three, four years. Uh, the government are also having to distribute helicopter money from the 1st of August through the next three months for 350 bucks for those people who earn less than $70,000 to help people with the cost of living. You know, where would you like me to stop? Where would you like me to stop listing out the things that we are hearing and that are factual and that are not pretty? I can't keep going because it sounds too ugly, doesn't it? So however, reading that, you would have to say that the tide really has bloody turned on the economy since Christmas, hasn't it? Interestingly though, last weekend, I noticed that the All Blacks game was sold out. I think we talked about this in the pod over the week. Uh, The All Blacks game was sold out. The Warriors game was on Sunday. Amazing atmospheres. So like just such a great environment. Weeks earlier, the Super Rugby Final was sold out and the Tonga versus New Zealand League game was the same as well. There's probably been other events that I you know, have missed and I'm not aware of that have been sold out and, and, are, and are hissing. I think the All Blacks are sold out again tonight down there in Dunedin, undercover. People are still out and they're about and they're trying to live their lives. You know, us humans, we love hope and we love to have things to look forward to. That's a really key point. You know, Mike and I touched on this in a podcast recently. You've got to have things to, to be hopeful for and kind of Live for, and I think that's why people are going to these All Blacks games. For instance, they're like, "Yeah, great! You know, we can we can be in a game again, and we can be competing, and and we can get excited about them winning." And you see the people, um, you know, up and about in the stands, and that, that's why people love sports so much. And the fact that we've got these record sellouts well, not record sellouts, but we've got sellouts like it's a good sign, and it's a good reminder that all of this data can point one way and it can sound real bad and doomy and gloomy, but people still want to get on with it. And that's what I encourage you to think about doing as well. I'm not talking about, okay, just go live it up and spend it up and use your buy now, pay later your credit cards and, and spend money that you don't have. I'm referring to continuing to invest Find ways to save, think about bringing extra income into the household, continue to look after your health, to be happy, to live, to learn, and support those around you. you know, one of the key things that we're talking to with business clients at the moment is you mate or lady, girl, man, woman, like whoever, you just got to stay sharp, and that's part of your responsibility. And I said, look, you're going to have staff that are worried too because they're getting all this doom and gloom, so you've got to paint the picture of hope for your staff because wherever they look, they're not going to be hearing that. So I kinda of, I guess it starts with us individually and then if we've got extra, as I always say, you know, how can you look after those people around you? If you're hearing people constantly, oh the recession, blah, 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 this doom and gloom, like what can you do to help them go, okay, well, what you know, what hope have you got in your life? And trying to help them flip the script on, okay, what else have you got to look forward to? You know, so give yourself something to uh, to get excited about and have hope for and really embrace those moments and, and be glad for those because the chances you flick on the news the next day and the world's just fucked at the moment. You know, look what just happened in Japan. Uh, just unbelievable, you know, imagine if someone, if we woke up here in New Zealand, or we were going about our day, and then we found out that John Key, Jenny Shipley, Helen Clark, you know, imagine if one of these people, like, it actually makes me sad thinking about it, imagine if we found out in New Zealand that someone had assassinated one of our past Prime Ministers, you know, we would be, I, I just don't know what would happen here. I think that because it's happened in Japan, we're sort of like, ah, oh, well, you know, this will, this will just blow over. I don't think it led the news yesterday, I think it might have been breaking, but it had happened a long time before that anyway. Uh, but that's some pretty major shit for someone to roll up and assassinate a, pri- a previous prime minister. You know, I don't, th- yeah, I-, I don't know that that is a, I-, I think that's a bad sign that we're in a pretty bad state of affairs uh, internationally. So, you know, there's, there's just some weird stuff going on. And I think each time we flick on the telly, we're, we're at the risk of getting back into this narrative and just being confused and going, whoa, what is happening in the world? And I think that's why we need to have things to be excited for and, and get excited about as well and for me I recently booked a trip to America and that's the one that I've been planning for years with my mates as part of a stag do and we've finally pulled the trigger, uh, we've paid the whole thing in fuel, uh, full, geez it's, it's expensive because of the fuel uh, but we've paid the whole thing in full already and we're committed and we're planning some things to do when we go there and and already I noticed in our group chat amongst us we're just getting pumped about it and I was driving to the airport to go talk to the young fellas down there at Wellington College last Friday and I was driving I thought shit you know this is gonna be me next year at some stage driving to the airport to bloody to go to America you know wow what's that gonna be like with two of my best mates and I'm, I'm like visualizing and thinking about it and it's it's exciting and it's cool and it's cool to have something to to look forward to and you know it's um it's taking me away from all the, the doom and the gloom and the shit chat and the recession chat and the all of those types of things, so you know I think that we've got to be careful because the huge narrative risk that we still have that's around the corner uh is is actually going to be around the data that when it comes out about a recession is breaking news you know New Zealand's in a recession, and i you know I had lunch with a uh, business owner earlier in the week and they said mate you know when this happens it's it's not just going to happen it's gradually it's going to fucking bang you know it's just going to happen and I, and I think it's already happening happening gradually like we're probably already in a recession but when the breaking news comes out you know people will go oh shit I'm not going out this weekend like we're in a recession fuck you know, they don't even know really what it means or does it actually impact them. People put their hands in their pockets, Now, nah, I'm not buying that house anymore. I'm just going to wait and all of these types of things. And we go into that fear mode, right? And we sort of head back into the cave and just think, just give me some comfort, give me some safety and and I think we'll, we'll start to really slow the economy down uh, as we kind of grind through that. And then we've got to, again, give people more hope and get them back out there and get them spending and doing all these different types of things. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see they might put some more stimulus into play uh, to help us get through. But we'll, we'll explore that as it happens. But I guess the... The piece that I'm uh, saying is just to get yourself ready that if that breaking news thing does, ca- does happen, it's not going to be breaking news for you. are going to be like, well, fuck, actually, why don't you turn this into old news? Because we've known this for ages, and actually I'm, you know, I'm ready to rumble with this. Let's get on with it. So you know when that happens, it potentially we could be in a point where the recession's already been here. We could have already been in it for, say, eight months, but we get in the data late August, and we go, holy shit, we're in a recession. It's like, well, actually, we've, you know, we've had eight months of this. Uh, But people will freak out and they will stop, and that's where we see the self fulfilling prophecy of people living in the narrative and making it worse. Now, we don't yet know whether we are definitely in a recession or if we are, uh, or if we are, how long it will go on for. That's the other thing like, how long does that recession go on for? But for some people, they will live this recession and they will live it in their heads and they will live in there in that recession by choice. This is something that we all need to be careful of and this is the key point of this lesson for this week is to be careful the environment you are living in by choice inside your mind. Analyze the real risk to your own situation instead of getting lost in all of the headlines and new data points. You know, go back through all of those data points in the top of this lesson and go, you know what, like how do those actually impact my situation? Now of course we should never waste a recession and that is why Mikey and I recorded those podcasts, the uh, Don't Turn Down uh, downturn and there was a one and there was a two for that and we will continue to find ways to encourage people to get through these tougher times um, and you know to, to get people excited and give them some hope and to bring some energy and positivity back to these, these weird times. Also last week, uh, I think I might have say this in the middle of the, podca- uh, the midweek podcast where I was doing last week. Weeks, keep the change money mail. uh, The old... TikTok ended up on Fair Go and Newstalk ZB and MyFM, I think, which is pretty cool, uh, the unclaimed money. If you still haven't had a look to see who's owed money there, you probably should, especially if you had bonus bonds or you think you had bonus bonds back in the day. I think there's millions and millions of dollars of bonus bonds that have gone unclaimed. There's also another one that's come out. It's funny how this video has seen lead to more of these stories. There's $130 million unclaimed by Christchurch residents whose insurance claims after the earthquake were underpaid. Now, there's an article on the One News website, if that's you or if you're down the, the can tab way um, you should be looking into that because it's a certain insurance company and they basically underpaid people's insurance claims and some people are owed $100,000 $130 million. You know, don't let them keep that figure out who's that cash is and, and help them get it back Now, did you know, uh, according to recent Australian census data, there are currently 530,000 New Zealand-born people resident in Australia. That's a lot of Kiwis over the ditch. I heard a stat during COVID that a million Kiwis were currently out of New Zealand, and we've got a population of 5 million, so really the population's like 6 or something, and I was really confused and thought, you've got to be joking me. Like, are we 6 million people in New Zealand, or are we 5? And are there really a million people out? Uh, So I don't know if those 530,000 people that are in Australia at the moment are included in the 5 million. Like, I actually don't know what the population of New Zealand is now. I'm fucking confused. Uh, but that is a lot of people that are over the ditch, isn't it? Imagine what the country would be like if all of them were back here. That's, say the population's 5 million, and I'm happy to be corrected on this, like I'm actually really keen to find out what our true population is. I think we missed our own last census. But you know, if 1 in 5 of Kiwis, are, or 1 in 10, sorry, Kiwis are, are over the ditch... Jesus, like once you take out all the kids, the people that are in um, schooling and stuff and that, that are coming through and they're not really into the economy and working and stuff yet, like imagine how many people are out of the New Zealand workforce because they're over there in Australia and you know they're not contributing taxes and things like that here and you know hey, they, that's the world we live and they can go and do that and get on them if that's what they choose to do. But yeah, imagine if we could find a way to incentivize them to actually live here or or make them want to live here and to contribute and to help build the country and build the hospitals that we need and teach the kids and, um, you know, bring some of the gang troubles down and all these different things, you know, it'd be bloody, bloody interesting looking country if we could just shave, say, 10% off of that or even 20 you know, what a stretch target to say, look, we want to try and get 100,000 of these Kiwis back here, Uh, and ripping into it but I fear that it's sort of heading the other way because I saw an article as well that a million Kiwis are actively thinking about leaving New Zealand now I call bullshit on that I don't think I think yeah you know we all have thoughts of like oh maybe I'll go live in this country but a million Kiwis thinking about I'm going to bin this and go live live somewhere other than New Zealand Um, I think when the push comes to shove will they actually go maybe I'm too much of an optimist you know I get it I get why they want to go and I've even had thoughts of that. And and Jade, who works for us, is like, hey, I'm going to go spend some time in Bali, and some of her friends are, and we're like, good on you, you know. Uh, but that could be the start of, of her and her friends being like, oh, this is pretty cool, this is actually pretty possible to travel, well, let's get out of here. So, you know, maybe it is a million people, but that's pretty scary too. And I think if, yeah, I mean, I don't like to say, like, if I was in power, because then you're kind of, like, shaping yourself, like, oh, you know, there's this one little issue in isolation that you think you could solve, would really it'd be fucking hard. But it'd be pretty cool if we could have some sort of metric and go why don't we develop ways to bring them back you know what are we doing to the track that and maybe that's already happening and uh, it can't be groundbreaking thinking for me to be thinking about this but yeah it'd be bloody cool to be able to get some of these people that have left New Zealand to get them to the point where you go you you know what like I want to come home and I want to be part of New Zealand again uh, and that's what they do so you know, let's watch this space, let's see what, what unfolds over this next 12 months. I'm going to get out of here because I'm really worried that they're going to bin the power on me and then I'm going to have lost my podcast. So apologies for sort of talking quite quick and ripping through all of this. I'll leave you with some more of this chat from 2018 when the stock market was binning itself. Uh, this had 76, oh, 7.6 million views a couple of years ago uh, on YouTube there if you want to search it up. Stock market crash 2008. Look after yourselves out there, stay well, find some things to get excited about, bring some hope back to yourself, your friends, your family. Be good, and I'll see you next Friday. We've had an eight-day losing streak in the Dow that in percentage terms puts it on par, close to the loss suffered in that crash in 1987, close to that percentage loss those two days in 1929. What started in America last year has now spread to every part of the world. We're down 9% today. The Zetra over in Frankfurt is down by 9%. The Paris market down by 9%. Austria, which was briefly suspended earlier on in the day, is down by nearly 11%. This market.